And a little tip, your Spotify is kind of all over the place. I'm getting a lot of the same thing, and it's not much of a podcast. Your YouTube is good. Your Spotify can use some work. Thank you. So just a little helpful tip. Helpful. Take care. Good stuff. Thanks, dude. It's part of a call, and thanks for calling. I'm going to do this tonight. I'm going to do some calls. This guy calls me up and he tells me that, Clint, you're Spotify. It's all over the place. I can't even make sense of it. I'm like, what's going on? Because I'm on Spotify. Did you guys know I'm on Spotify? I'm not on Spotify anymore. This is why. By the way, my name's Clinton Jaws. So after the message, I go on Spotify and I, I, I punch in my name because I don't even pay attention to Spotify. When I upload a video to YouTube, it goes automatically up to Spotify, goes to Spotify. So I, uh, I, go, I go to Spotify and I search my name. There's two Spotify accounts. One account is called Clinton Jaws. And I, there's no videos on it since May of this year. And the other one, it's called Clinton Jaws. And it, uh, it's up to date. It's good. That one is good. It's vibrant. The other one is bad. And when I looked at the other one, that's bad, it looked all over the place like what this guy's talking about. And don't fall asleep on me, okay? It's a short story. And so when you have Spotify, you have to have something else like Anchor, okay? So I contact it. You have to upload to Anchor, and then it goes to, I don't even understand it, but it goes to Spotify automatically. So I message Anchor, and I go, uh, hey, Anchor, I got two Spotify accounts. I only want one. And they go, no problem. We will delete one of them. And I said, perfect, delete this one. Guess what they do? They delete the one. They delete the Spotify that I've been using. So I'm no longer on Spotify. It's gone. I was on phone with them uh, all day yesterday, all day today. I think it's been three days. And they keep on telling me it's been corrected, but it hasn't been. I feel like I'm talking to TikTok support. Like, it's really odd. But I appreciate you telling me about... Well, do I appreciate that message? Because now I'm not on Spotify. And that's too bad. What else did you say? I just want to play this. Hey, Clinton. Um, Hi. I was listening to one of your podcasts. Actually, I saw it on YouTube, I think. Thank you. But just found you last week. Amazing. I love it. They're funny. Mm. It's great stuff. Mm -mm. Um, yeah, you were talking about um, not going to band. And I'm in the application process right now to, for RCMP. Okay, I made a video, uh, Depot Tip, RCMP Depot Tips. And I made mention that, guys, don't go to band. If they ask you, are you do you want to go into band? You say no. That's your answer. You don't want to be in band. This is what I told everybody. If you're at depot, you don't want to be in band. Petey got to depot. You're talking about not, don't go to band class. Uh, I was just wondering why. What's what's so bad about band class? I mean, I play bass. I don't know if they have bass guitars there. I don't really like band. I don't like blowing into tubed instruments. Okay. But, uh, yeah. And uh, a little tip. Your Spotify is kind of all over. Yeah, I know. Thanks. I fixed that, didn't I? Uh, 
you know, I probably shouldn't have said don't go into band because if you have a passion for band, this is for this is for applicants that go to depot. If you go to depot, if you have a passion for band, like you like playing the trumpet, it means a lot to you. Of course, join band. I only said that as a tip, meaning you are so overwhelmed at depot, you don't need the extras. You don't want the extras. You got so much to do. And when I was in depot, people who were part of band who got sucked into band, they it was they had to wake up earlier than all of us to go practice. <laughs> like Sheila had to go practice her flute before depot even opened. And that was just my advice. But of course, hey, you love band? Go tour. Hey, Quinn. Uh, Jake calling. Jake, thanks. I'm from uh, Sunshine Coast. Sunshine Coast. Isn't that two ferries? If I want to go over there, two ferries. Jake, Sunshine Coast. What's up, dude? Just a fan of your podcast. Nice. I'm an applicant to RCMP or was. Hmm. Uh, I guess with this new vaccine mandate, yep. my uh, application was closed as I'm not double vaccinated. Just wondering if you have any thoughts on that. Any change? you think the commissioner will go back on her statement? I feel the commissioner will never go back on her statement. She's liberal. That's there probably at least five years. If you want to go to vac- if you want to go to depot, you have to be vaccinated. What are my thoughts on that? Oh, wow. Too huge of a question for me. Even people who don't get vaccinated. I love that you have the choice that you have decided in your head that I'm not going to get vaccinated. I think you, I think it's a good thing that you won't do it just because they want you to do it. I mean, if you believe in it, if you believe that you, I respect people's choices. I didn't, I got vaccinated. I didn't want to get vaccinated. I got vaccinated for certain reasons. It doesn't matter. And there's people, my family, some family members haven't been vaccinated. All the power to them. I don't care. But yeah, what do you do? Right? What do you do? When this COVID first came out, we had to protect the old people, the elderly people, the care homes, because they were dropping off like flies, guys. They were dying in care homes until a vaccine came. Wife works at a care home. They're great. They're protected. Those elderly are protected. Depots like a care home. What do you do? You guys are going to be in such close quarters. The moment you get an outbreak in depot, they got to shut down depot. But I respect your decision, and you'll have to pay for the decision. I mean, I got I got a friend that is thinking about quitting her good government job because they want her to get vaccinated. I respect her decision, but holy shit. How far do you take it, right? I got vaccinated because I want to go on a trip. Probably won't. Kind of blows anyone's ego. Huh? Uh, yeah. I'm just wondering if you think these. Have you heard of the like the Mountie for Freedom? Do you think that'll have any change? And I can continue with my application. I'm sorry, dude. I can't hear you. At this point, they just told me my application will be closed. Application closed. Yep. So, uh, kind of a bummer. I was just just finished my polygraph, yeah. which so. It's, Getting towards seeing the 
anyway, if you have any thoughts on that, that'd be great. Uh, also thought I'd tell you that I really enjoy your longer videos on Spotify. It's great for just listening to it work. So. Jesus. Well, I ruined that for you, didn't I? The last caller ruined that for you. Anyway, uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, thanks. I will. I'll keep it up. You know what? I've, I haven't been on here. And I'm going to play some more calls, but I haven't been on here. Uh, it seems like I'm a broken record, like I'm always saying to you guys. I haven't been on here. I feel bad. I feel bad because a couple people, they actually like tuning in to this podcast, which is strange to me, but they actually really like it. I get messages saying, I get excited, Clint, when you upload a video. I'm like, okay. That's nice. It's nice to hear. I love that. And so I feel bad when I don't do a video. And this is what happened. This is what happened to me. Wife hates it when I smoke these, by the way. Down here. And I shouldn't do it. She's upstairs cleaning half the house. So I was able to get down here and get away. This is what happened to me and this is why I've been away. A week ago, Thursday. What day is it today? Friday? So last Thursday, I go to bed. I go to bed and I get out of the hot tub and I hop in bed. And then I realize I don't have any underwear on. This is stupid. And I can't sleep like that. I don't like to sleep without any underwear. I like everything in place. Okay? If I... I'm going to be all over the place here, but just reminding me of something. I, it makes me want to pee if I don't have underwear on. Are you guys like that or is it just me? And I always get up when I don't have underwear on to go pee. And then I, I don't really have to pee, but I have the feeling of having to pee. And I, I've had that problem my entire life. You know, I shouldn't tell this story because I've told it a couple times and my brother-in-law actually said, oh, you're going to tell that story again? I'll make it short. This is a short story. And then I'll get back. If I remember, I'll get back to what I was talking about. It's 2009, 2010, around there, some, sometime around there. And I say to the wife, we lived in Abbotsford, Thorough Avenue, beautiful home. It's worth over a million dollars right now. And I'm like, I think there's something wrong with me. Like, seriously wrong with me. I can't, I can't stop peeing. I get up two, three times out of the night to go pee and... When I'm at work, when I'm working, all I do is pee, peeing up a storm during night shifts. And I'm like, there's something wrong. It's wonky. So I go to the doctor. I go to my main doctor and he goes, you need the finger up the butt. And I'm like, oh man, it's never happened to me. It scared me that he was, he sent me to a specialist. He was, he didn't even want to do it. I don't blame him. So he sends me to the specialist and I know. I know that this is about to happen to me, that a finger is going to go on my ass, like right inside my ass, like right in it. And that just, that just, it's scared. I couldn't sleep the night before because I knew a man was going to put one of his fingers up my bum. I show up at the doctor's office and I'm sitting in the lobby with everybody else. And I look down the hallway. <laughs> this is so dumb, but it's true. I'm just being honest. And I see a girl. And I'm like, the doctor's, I know the doctor's a male. Why is there a girl 
And I'm like, is it possible that a girl is going to stick a finger up my bum? I'm okay with that. I've never had it happen. But I was relieved. But then I didn't know for certain. So I said to the secretary, I said, is Dr. Such and Such off working today? And she goes, no, Such and Such, Such and uh, Nadine is uh, replacing him today. And I was like, that's awesome. Awesome. And she wasn't half bad either. Like, uh, partly attractive. But I sat down and all my worries went away. Isn't that, that's messed up. Because I knew that a girl was going to do it and a guy wasn't going to do it. And this story is being way too long. This is, this is why my brother-in-law never wanted me to repeat it. So I go in. I don't even know if I'm telling it right. Okay, the point is I'm excited that it's a girl and it's not a man. So I go into, the, into her office and we start talking. I tell her my problem just like what I told, told you guys. And we talk for about five minutes. We get to know each other a little bit. And out of the blue, she, I swear to God, she's sitting on a little stool, like a drum stool. Like I got a drum quit, like a stool that kind of spins up and down. She's sitting on it. So she's kind of like this, like she's way down low. And I'm on the gurney. I'm sitting on the gurney. She goes, okay, drop your pants and come over here. I'm like, holy fuck. Okay. So I drop my jeans with my underwear still on and I waddle over to her. I swear to God, I waddle over to her and uh, I'm right in front of her. My, my penis is right in front of her. She tells me to drop my underwear. This is too descriptive. Anyways, I drop the underwear. It's uncomfortable for me. You know, I didn't even know this, this part was going to happen. Why wouldn't I think that that part wasn't going to happen? I didn't know she was going to play with me. Okay. So the moment she grabbed, and she really did a thorough examination on me here at this part. She's lifting it up and turning it around and doing this to the, to the nuts and stuff like that. And, and the moment she starts doing all this, she goes, so uh, what made you become an RCMP officer? Like she's trying to get my mind off of, like she thinks I'm going to get hard. I Obviously this has happened to her before and I... I don't know. We have kind of a moment. And after she's done the examination of my penis, she goes, okay, what I want you to do is I want you to put your hands. I can't believe I'm talking about this. I want you to put your hands on the wall. So that's what I did. I put my hands on the wall. My ass is sticking out. And she comes up behind me. I don't know what she's doing behind me, but she's, I think she's lubing up or something like that. And she's about to enter me. And I said to her, I said, Hey, I just so you know, um, this has never happened to me. So if you could, I'm scared, I'm scared. I said, if you could take it easy on me or something like that, that, that would be great if you could take it easy on me. And she goes, you're, you're in good hands. My hands. She actually, I swear to God. I'm a female, so my fingers are smaller than a male. 
Something like that. And I was like, holy shit, okay. She's got thin fingers. I guess that's a good thing. Well, wouldn't it be? And so I'm thinking it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a slow finger bang. Did you know it's not a slow finger bang? Did you know they reef it right up you? Like quickly and hard? And when that, I didn't expect it. And when that happened, I went, oh, like really loudly. And I guess she got to the end of something. And she goes, oh, you're all nice and tight up there. And I was like, okay, I guess that's good. Is it good to be nice and tight up there? Meaning there's no issues. And then she pulled it out. She pulled her finger out. And she said, hold on. I need to wipe you. And she wiped my ass. Okay. She wiped my ass. I haven't had this human kind of contact I've, I've, in a long time, even though I'm married. And I swear to God, I almost fell in love with her. Hold on, I'm going to wipe. She wiped my ass. And I apologize. I, I said, I'm, I'm so sorry. I can't even air this. I can't even air this. <laughs> I said, I'm so sorry that I made that groan. I think everybody heard me in the lobby. And I can't remember what she said, but she agreed that it was quite the groan. And she didn't admit that everybody does that. Anyways, so she she goes, I think you need a spiral. And it's just like, I don't know what she said, but it was something about a spirometer or something like that. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you. I thought what she meant was a colonoscopy. This is way too long. This is why my brother-in-law didn't want me to tell the story. So a couple weeks later, I go up to Abbotsford Hospital. And I'm sitting with a bunch of guys, and they look really nervous because we're all getting our colonoscopies. And I go into the room, and there's two girls. She's there. My, the, the, the lady I have fallen in love with is there with another lady. And they go, okay, on the gurney. So I went on the gurney expecting that I, I'm going to flip over onto my stomach because they're going to enter into my bum. And I'm not even groomed. I don't even look good. I don't know why I did that. And I'm scared. So, I, like, we're talking. Like, it's embarrassing. And I'm naked. I'm naked from the waist down. And two girls are looking at this this little thing, this little, like, nothing. Like, nothing. It's, it's freaked out. It doesn't want anything happening. And all of a sudden, they put this, this warm splash on it all over my groin. I'm like, that's weird. Why are they focusing on my growing? They're going up my ass. And... She grabs onto my penis. She's Now she's holding my penis. And she goes, and she has a needle. And she goes, usually this is the only part that hurts. And I, she's like this. And I said, hold on. I said, what's going on here? Why, why, are you hold, why are you doing that to my penis? And she goes, Clint, why do you think you're here? I said, you're going up my ass. And she goes, I can't get to your prostate. Through your ass does that make sense though she said something like that she goes we're going through your penis and i said what are you doing to the penis they're sticking up a camera up my penis and we're having a conversation about this while she sold my little penis with a needle and i'm like going out of my mind like you're gonna stick a camera up my penis this is a 20 minute conversation right now and she goes, yeah. And she goes, she actually kind of got fed up, I think, a little bit with me. And she goes, what do you want to do? Because she's holding on to my cock. 
It's not even a cock. It's just like a little thing because I'm so frightened. And I said, go ahead and do it. Like, I'm here now, right? It's probably, actually, it was probably a pretty good scenario that I didn't even know they're going to do it. Gives me the needle and goes up in there with the camera, guys. Oh, my God. The pain of it. And then she enters, I don't know, a part of my body. And she tells me that, okay, now I'm going to fill it up with fluid. Tell me when you can't take it anymore. Fills it up with fluid, whatever that was. And I'm like, I can't take it anymore. And I'm thinking it's all over, right? But she comes back out. And it felt the same as going in. And it was just like, worst pain I've ever, it's the worst pain I've ever experienced. You know what she tells me? She goes, Klein, everything looked good. Everything looked good. I thought I was going to find something. But everything looked good. You know what? I just think you drink too much coffee. Like, okay. I went through all that for nabob. You know what I mean? And so I'm laying in bed. And I'm trying to find some underwear. And our bedroom is a shit show. It's a complete shit show. We have a heater, an old heater, like a real metal old heater, a manual heater. I don't even know why it's in there. It's it's not plugged in. We don't use it in the bedroom. But I trip over it. I fall on it. And I break my ribs. The back, the back part, I break them. And I know when you hear somebody say, oh yeah, did you really break them? No, I broke them. Okay. I hear that sometimes from people. They say, oh, I, I got broken ribs. I'm like, yeah, right. No, no. I smashed the shit out of them. And <laughs> and I've been basically a cripple. I feel pretty good tonight. A couple glasses of wine. But I've been a cripple ever since, and I haven't been on here. I've been trying to get on here. But I've been, uh, man, it's painful. It's very painful. And a few days into it, I'm, the wife is in, the wife's in the, the wife's sitting on a couch. I'm at the, I'm at the fridge grabbing something, probably a beer. And, but I'm, I'm walking like this, like an old man. And earlier in the day, she had to rub some cream on my back and put pads on my back, heating pads. And I walk over to the fridge like a cripple. And I swear to God, she says to me, if you ever become disabled, I'm leaving you. And I'm like, are, are you serious? Are you serious right now? She goes, oh yeah, I'm not going through that. I'm like, wow, I would never get away with talking to her like that. And she meant it. She meant it because she goes, I swear to God at the end of it. I'm like, holy shit. Then I started thinking about, hey, maybe I can get some disabilities here and make it easy for you, but... I thought about it like three days later and I'm, I'm still shocked because she was being honest. She was being fully honest. And then I started thinking like three days later, you don't know I'm disabled. Like I was a cop for like 20 years. I mean, you don't get more disabled than me. She forgot I'm disabled. So when she got home from work, I reminded her that I was disabled. And offered to pack her bags and the children's bags. Didn't go over well. Didn't go over well at all.
best disability going on. I mean, if you could pick a disability, I got it. The best one. Forgets I'm disabled. Well, she's still here. Okay. She's going shopping for half the groceries at Walmart tonight. Uh, hi. Um, I'm going into depot here in a couple years, and are you though? I was just wondering, you know, like, what are some things we should do to get uh, started? Like, okay, this is gonna be a tough one. Um, I'm I'm already doing volunteer firefighting, but um, what are some things that we should uh, improve on that would look good on our applications? Uh, that we are guaranteed to get accepted. Not, not that there is ever a guarantee, but yeah. something that could uh, drastically help us. Uh, this isn't a couple of questions like that. Um, I do I love your channel everything. Thanks, um, dude. I love watching your videos. Thank um, you. And you really inspired me uh, oh. uh, to become uh, part of the RCMP. It's definitely something I'm interested in, so I just want to say thank you for all that, and oh. uh, just get back to me whenever you can. Uh, thank you. My name is... Uh, uh, Brayden Lee. I'm 19 years old, and I'm a volunteer firefighter with the Chestermere Fire Rescue in Alberta. Nice. Brandon. Brandon Lee, I think he said. Thanks, dude. That was nice. Thank you. Thanks for calling, man. Man, tough question. It's not really a tough question. I'll just try to... I just don't know how I'm going to answer it. Uh, volunteer firefighter is going to help you enormously. Okay. What's the hardest part of the process, okay? There's two things. It's passing It's passing that test, the, the entrance exam. It took me forever because I was stupid. And I cheated my way through grade 12. The people that are going to pass the, that are going to have a good time, easy time passing that entrance exam are going to be people that have just graduated from high school. Piece of math on it is stupid. It's stupid. I had to get a tutor for math. That didn't even help. It's ridiculous. I was told that the vocabulary and spelling is easier, but when I took it, the, there was words that I didn't even recognize. Never even recognized, even with the spelling. I heard that's different. So number one, you got to get through the entrance exam, which you're going to have no problem with. But you, it's the interview. It's hard for a 19-year-old. It happens. People pass it all the time, the interview. But that's the number one thing that you got to pass. It doesn't matter how much schooling you have. It's the interview that you have to pass. You need to write a story of your life. Tell me a time when you did this, right? Cop-like. Tell me a time when you did this. And if you didn't do that time, it's hard to answer that question. Volunteer firefighter, you're going to be able to answer some of those questions because of it. So you're, you're kind of already doing it. It's easy for an auxiliary, it's not easy, but it's easier for an auxiliary because they're able, they're able, well, I went to that call. I'll tell you a time when I did that, when I had to do that. There's also easier questions like, tell me a time where you told the truth. Tell me a time where you're honest. Tell me a time when you were honest, but you didn't, you didn't have to be honest. But you were honest anyways. You knew you wouldn't be caught, but you were honest anyways. It's all about the interview, I think. Well, I know. 
So that's how you improve your chances. You live life. You experience life. If you don't have... I'm, I, when I did my interview, I used to work for a budget rent-a-car, okay? I, <laughs> I washed cars. I used examples from budget rent-a-car. I used to work at Safeway as a cashier. I used examples from Safeway. But the older I got, the easier the interview obviously was. The thing with the interview, don't even care that they're in front of you. I think they do it on Zoom now. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Mine was in person. That's how it should be. But the thing with the interview is, they ask the question, you got all the time in the world to answer it. Unless you're being interviewed by a weirdo. So think about it. Think about the question and think about your answer and rack your brain. I was able to rattle off all, I was, I was able to rattle off everything during my interview because I was prepared, very prepared. Other things are out of your hand, right? Obviously, you have to be good. You have to stay good. Stay out of trouble. Don't hang out with people that get into trouble. That's obvious stuff. Um, if you're a sicko, they're going to pick that up during the, uh, what do you call it, polygraph. So those other, other things are out of your hand. And that's a big deal. Stay out of trouble. Do you know what they did? This is unbelievable. You know what they did? Field investigator. They did my field, uh, my security clearance. Field investigator. I wasn't going to talk about this, but I guess I am. And I couldn't believe they... I got fired from... Uh, <laughs> I got fired from Thrifty Foods produce section, okay? They didn't like, they didn't, didn't like what I was doing at Thrifty Foods. And I knew the field investigator was going to interview my boss. So I called up my boss. And I said, hey, man, um, this is what's going to happen. Are we, are we good? Oh, yeah, we're good, Clint. Do you know what I mean? I warned him. I protected myself. They knocked on every door that I used to live at, every door that I rented, and the neighbors. And they talked. They interviewed the neighbors. They interviewed my parents. They interviewed a bunch of my friends. And if they get information from one friend that they didn't really like, they go to another friend. Like, it's quite the, it was, it was quite the investigation back then. But you sound like a good kid and you sound like you're not, not going to have any issues at all. Hey, Clinton. It's Kimber here, Paul. Tall Timber. Tall Timber, Paul Kimber was my first call ever. Let's hear that again. Such a sweet guy. He has no legs. He's legless. Hey, Clinton. It's Kimber here, Paul. I was your first call way back when. You were, dude. But I just saw the video about the young fellow there. Kyle Rittenhouse. PTSD. What? Yeah. And uh, the woman there. The world's not our friend, Clint. Jesus. God's enemy hates us. That's dark, Paul. That is dark. I don't know, dude. It's not all that bad. Friend, Clint. It's God's enemy. Hates us. Jeez. Ain't about race. It's about hating God and doing right. Simple as that. Okay. Anyway, I was thinking about you. I'm thinking about you now. And uh, 
Get out of that dark place, Paul. Take care. Ooh. Take care, Clint. Ain't really going to get better. Sounds like my house. That's my grandson. Mm. And that's my daughter. God bless you, Clint. Right Take care, brother. That's awesome, man. It actually sounds like you're doing great. I think you need to love life a little bit more. Um, world ain't all that bad. It ain't all that bad. And thanks for your call. And, you know, I promised you a free shirt. You know what? They're making them right now. And I'm going to send you one, Paul. Email me your address. What's this? Ten four on that one. She calls every day. Hi there. My name's Grace Feeling. Um, I Grace, thanks for calling. I love it when girls call. I do. I really love it. found your contact information through my husband. He's been following your RCMP um, YouTube uh, posts, and um, he's in depot right now on his... Uh, Grace, it's not depot, it's depot. A second month, and... Anyway, I'm currently writing a children's book for RCMP families. Um, Daddy is going to police training. And I'm just trying to get some uh, media coverage for my... And that's awesome. And when you finish the book, I think in November, we've already talked, I'm going to display it. Daddy goes to depot. I think he's... No, you didn't. What did you say? Daddy goes to depot? Families. Um, Daddy, is go- um, Daddy is going to police training. Daddy's going to police training. Great idea great idea because there's so many families out there that they have to leave their family and you're able to read a book to your children while your mom or dad are at depot and i think that would sue them i think that's a great idea and good for you and it's uh, she told me that it's going to be in the bookstore at depot too so when it comes out yeah i'm gonna read it Charles, it's up Charles. <laughs> okay <laughs> he's not going to like that I'm playing this I used to work with Upshaw and I love it when people that I used to work with call me and it's, he's kind of hard to understand it sounds like he has marbles in his mouth but he said it's Upshaw Charles it's Upshaw <laughs> washes your stuff that I had to call did you delete me on Facebook or did you get rid of Facebook or what yeah I did I deleted my main Facebook I really liked working with this guy. We have so many stories, and I hope he shows up to my house one day and I interview him. And We talk about the time he puked in my motorhome, in the sink, left it for me to clean up. Anyways, I changed my number recently. Now it's 34357. Shoot me a text or something. I'm just watching your videos laughing. I love the comments about the woman inside hair. <laughs> okay, he says the comment about woman inside hair. I did a video. I did a video about uh, girl, and I sh- I don't know if I should have did it, but I did a video about uh, girls mounties always having side hair. They have side hair. It's a big thing when you're a cop. They show up with this slicked out side hair. And I was just saying, like, uh, you don't need to do it. Okay, you don't need to do it. You don't need to have the side hair in. He got, he kind of got the joke. 
which I like. It's about the woman inside <laughs> and the pictures. <laughs> so good. Okay, thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling, Upshell. It's funny. It's funny. You When you're a cop, you call everybody by their last name, and then you realize what their first name is one day, and you're like, that's your first name? <laughs> I think that's it. I don't think I want to play anymore. Yeah, I think that's it. You know, it's funny. I, I sat down here, and I was going to talk. Like, I got all this paperwork, and I was going to talk about... Uh, I don't know, probably something that you guys weren't even interested in, but maybe I'll make a video tomorrow. Maybe I'll make a, a couple videos tomorrow and... Guys, call my number. I love it when you call my number. It makes me able to do these episodes. 604-330-2512. And, uh... Yeah, I gotta go clean up half the kitchen now, and then I'm going to Walmart to buy half the groceries, and... It's Friday night, and you guys got Vi classes to do. And so have a safe night, have a good night, and uh, yeah. Bye-bye. Upshaw. What's that?